Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Okay, so hello everybody, welcome. This is the Global Watch, it's the International Prayer Room. It's Wednesday, the 11th of January. 2023. I have to keep reminding myself it's 2023. It's three o'clock Jerusalem time and we're in the second week of unveiling for reformation, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And this week, as most people will know, is focusing on the corporate call of the watchman. This is the Israel Watch, hosted by Karen Davis, yay, with guest speaker Lynette this week, who's going to be speaking on Rosh Hadesh. Lynette and Karen, we just want to bless you both. We thank you, Karen, for your amazing worship, the anointing of it. We love to worship with you. And Lynette, we just bless you with God's anointing. We pray that everything that he wants to say to us, he will say through you today. Amen. Karen, we pass it over to you. Hallelujah. Yes, praise God. So I'm excited about today's call and also what the Lord has been doing during these 21 days. I want to start today, instead of doing some worship from my keyboard here, I'd like to play, it's a live video that was recorded in our sanctuary where we celebrate our Rosh Chodesh celebrations take place. And some of you have been in our sanctuary, some of you have not. Uh, many of you, I hope, will be coming in April, and we're going to be worshiping together. And I don't know, Lynette was probably going to say this, but I'll say it now. There is a Rosh Chodesh at the very beginning of your of the Spirit of Elijah tour. <laughs> it's the night after the summit. So it's important for us to, I know that Fred and Sue really have asked that we would have Lynette on again. She gave a, she gave a briefer teaching, I was maybe a year ago or six months ago, to bring understanding why the Rosh Chodesh is part of the biblical calendar and the significance of it. As a congregation, Kayla to Carmel, we have reclaimed it into our biblical calendar and the rhythms of our celebrations as a congregation. And it's the new moon, it's the new month, the lunar month. And so let's play this. You're going to see also the from there's a you're going, the video opens with some drone footage of the top of the mountain where our sanctuary is located. So can we play that now, Vic? distorted, but praise God. <laughs> okay, Lynette, I want to introduce Lynette, who is just a wonderful, one of my wonderful sisters in the Lord and a part of Kehlat de Carmel. She has been studying and observing Rosh Chodesh for decades, 
and has really dove into an in-depth study of it. And so really looking forward, Lynette, to you really bringing light on, on the significance of this for us today and for the body of Messiah really globally. Over to you. All right. Thank you, Karen, and welcome everybody, though I can't see you, I'm walking by faith and not by sight, that you will just enjoy the journey that we're on today and the unveiling of the scriptures that really build the foundation upon which we will turn to God's calendar and his kingdom calendar that he established biblically. I want to explain a little bit about my background because someone had already asked about that. This is actually the inner belief inside the Arch of Titus in Rome. It is continued to be celebrated and to this day of the destruction of Jerusalem by Titus, the wiping out, total wiping out of the temple in AD 70. And he took all of the sacred things, the menorah and the table of showbread and two silver trumpets. And uh, it's just very interesting that they felt that, that was a significant item for them to steal and rob and say, we've taken it and we've destroyed this part of God's manifestation on earth. Little did they know that there would come a time, and actually this belief in Rome is the facing the opposite direction. Oops, it's gone. And Lynette, could you just unmute yourself again, please? I did. Thank you. Unmute myself. Oh, sorry about that. I was just muted, and I want to explain that in if you looked up inside the Arch of Titus, it's facing going in toward Rome. But as we put it on the background, it's coming back to Jerusalem. And this background is actually a very prophetic statement for us today to embrace the return of God's biblical calendar, leading the way for us to connect with the calendar and with Israel, which would the menorah represent. That's what that is. I dedicate this time, as Karen sang, to the glory of our King, that all flesh would see his glory. So may your ears be opened and your hearts just racing with me, your hearts open, your minds just expanded to that which has been like they did. They stole this part of our understanding and it's time to get it back. And so we're going to get God's time and we're going to take this back. We're going to take as an old song, we're going to take what the enemy stole from us. It's a, a declaration of our victory that we're getting it back from today as we release it into the airs and into the all the nations that have come today and that will hear this. And I'm thankful for Fred and Sue for wanting to hear more and making this possible. And also that the, the Spirit of Elijah conference is the 20th and 21st. And the 21st, the evening of the 21st, is the air of Rosh Chodesh that they're coming on that time. I don't think it was in the schedule, but it was in God's schedule to have them come and to begin their journey from that place, it's not just Erev Rosh Chodesh, it is Erev Shabbat. So they're getting immersed into two parts of God's established biblical calendar. And I thought that was really amazing because that's a God thing. We bless that and all the people who will be a part of that. In the year 2000, I was in a prayer gathering of intercessors here in this land, as well as preparing the way to connect with intercessors from all the nations of the earth that were about to come at the end of the year to Jerusalem to, and the conference was called Celebrate Messiah. And it was our 
small intercessors meeting was opened with two silver trumpets and it just happened to be on the first of Nisan of that year. And I'm like, silver trumpets, we always hear so far. So what is that? And on that day, I had the unveiling and the beginning of an understanding of God's scriptural basis and the significance biblically of God's calendar and especially the foundation of it in the lunar solar calendar. A lunar calendar, a strict lunar calendar is what the Muslims use. The Christian calendar and what was absorbed by all the world today is just a solar calendar. But the biblical calendar is actually a combination of both the lunar and the solar. Just to clarify that for everybody is God is amazing in his ways. And I just am so thankful for him. I just have a short thing I need to do. Did you go ahead and get that little stone? Sorry, I just had to ask for something I wanted to show you later. So anyway, so this understanding of it biblically asking friends, asking people, why are we doing this? It's here, it's in God's word. And it was a long journey to have things going up. Fast forward to 2007, friend from Switzerland called me. She knew God had just opened my eyes about the Rosh Hodesh. I began to celebrate it. God, in an amazing way, gave, provided two sterling silver, solid silver, silver trumpets. One says, give thanks, Lord, for he is good. And the other one says, because his mercy endures forever. Those two sounds have been blasted into the airwaves of this land for 23 years going out to the nation. So those some trumpets have been provided, but it was so many just didn't understand it. It's okay, okay. So 2007, my friend in Switzerland calls and says, Robert Stearns has just released, I've heard a CD. He has just had a vision about the Rosh Hodesh, the new moon. It took me 15 years to get a hold of that. His organization didn't have a copy of it because it was at a conference. I had no idea what conference by the time that all rolled around. And it has taken me 15 years. And I wanna start my time off, I'm giving 10 minutes of my time here to a prophetic dream that will launch us into what God is reminding us and echoing unto this day at this time. It's about 10 minutes long and yes, I will share the link at the end. Recently, I had a dream. It was a dream that was unlike. Recently, I had a dream. It was a dream that was unlike most dreams. In the dream, my wife and I were in a cathedral. It was this huge cathedral that you'd see like in Europe, this enormous cathedral. And we were there in the cathedral and the cathedral was filled with people. And they were, I knew as I saw them that they were noble personages. I knew that they were people of significance and stature. They were dressed in finery, but they were somehow ageless. They didn't seem necessarily from a different time. They seemed from all times. And I didn't know what was happening in this cathedral. And I didn't know why they were there. And my wife and I began walking through the crowd and we made our way toward the front of the cathedral. And as we got to the front of the cathedral, we saw, we approached the, and I saw oh, an old woman lying in the casket. And every time I tell this story and every time I get to this place, I can absolutely see 
crystal clear this portion of the vision. You can see what she was wearing. You can see her face, a very old-looking woman lying sedately in the casket, dead. And next to the casket was a being about 10 feet tall. And this being turned to my wife and I and said, do you know who this is? And I said, no, I, we do not. And he said this. He said, this is Holy Mother Church. Her season has ended and she has died. The times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. This is Holy Mother Church. Her season has ended and she has died. The times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. Now, all of a sudden, as we were there, the scene began to melt. I don't know how to describe it. Because it didn't fade, it melted, it changed. And I was in an open place. And all of a sudden, I heard audibly, loudly, a voice thundering. And the voice sang. And the voice sang, When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. And I thought, oh God. I've been on the Elijah list one too many times, Lord. My reaction was like yours, if not more. But crystal clear, loud as a bell, all I could hear, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. The, oh God, it's all over. I've lost it. I woke up and I was deeply troubled because the dream that I had was far more than a dream. It was a very real experience. And I knew that it was not dealing with light things. And then I have this song. And I think, God, now either I've got to throw this whole thing out and chalk it up to bad pizza, or you are going to have to explain to me what in the world part B has to do with part A. And the weight of this thing was on me because I knew that there was something here or we were just really out to lunch, which is a distinct possibility. And so I really got before the Lord and for probably about two and a half hours, and I say that not to impress you with any kind of spiritual persistence on my part, but rather so that you can understand the level of seriousness that I felt about this experience. For probably two and a half hours, I sat before God saying, God, I've got to understand this thing. You have to, I get the first part, but the second part, I don't have any clue and I can't have one without the other because they're a part of the same thing. And I need you, God, to come. 
And so for about two and a half hours, I pondered this before God. And then, friends, a moment in a flash, in a moment, I just understood and I perceived what God was saying. This is Holy Mother Church. Her season has ended and she has died. The times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. The times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. When the moon hits your eye, like a big pizza pie, that's amore. And in a flash, God said to me, hear me. God said, Robert, in this hour, I am going to deal with and align time itself with my purposes. Beloved, God has a calendar. God's calendar is not the solar calendar. God's calendar is the lunar calendar. And God said, when the moon hits your eye, God said, Robert, the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. When the moon hits your eye, when the church now shifts to perceiving prophetically through the lunar calendar and they move into the times that I have ordained like a big pizza pie and they come to the understanding that every month, do you know who understands this? The new agers understand the power of the new moon. Do you understand we were commanded to keep the new moon festivals? There was an anointing God wanted to give you every month. When the moon hits your eye, when you understand the times and seasons of God a month by the lunar calendar like a big pizza pie, that's amore. God says that is the bridal love of God is going to be released into the created order in this hour. The bridal love of Jesus and his church, Israel and the nations, the power of God coming and marrying his bride will be released as time itself gets realigned with that which was before the Constantinian mixture came in and a syncretistic religious system came in and polluted that which was birthed purely and shifted us out of God's calendar into a man-made calendar. Time itself is going to realign and shift. And we are going to begin to perceive and understand, beloved, that the calendar that we're talking about is not a Jewish calendar. God never says it's a Jewish calendar. God never says the feasts are Jewish feasts. God says the feasts are mine, declares the Lord. And they will be kept forever as an everlasting ordinance. Doesn't say till Messiah comes. It says as an everlasting ordinance. Beloved, I'm telling you, you are the tip of the spear of a generational shift that is happening in the nations of the earth right now. You are a forerunner company being entrusted with a pioneer message to go into the place that even the shifting of the calendars and the times and the seasons comes so that we begin to perceive not according to something that is not anchored in time and space, but we begin to come into a covenantal alignment with heaven. We worship according to the rhythms of heaven. We worship according to the rhythms of heaven. We receive that vibration into the earth realm, and it begins to motivate us 
to obedient exploits that demonstrate and release and manifest the glory of God in the earth. Hallelujah, beloved. You are part of a forerunner company that God is releasing in the nations. Recently, I had a dream. It was a dream that was unlike. I hope you have been gripped to the depths of your being by that video. Now you know why I wanted to get a hold of it, because it confirmed the scripture. It wasn't a directive. It was a confirmation that came upon the unveiled scripture to show the relevance. And I just, yes, please remember if you're chatting and saying, will you send the link? I, have, I will send the link at the end so that you can have that and watch it again. But I want you to know it's prophecy is to confirm the word of God and add to it. It's not extra. It is a confirmation and a unveiling of what has been there all along. So I trust you are stirred by the shift that he was calling us to even today because it still hasn't been done. I still don't think Robert himself is celebrating the Rosh Hodesh. Never heard that he is. And I have my ears to the ground of those who are hearing that and longing to embrace it. And yet it's a shoe, sure, it's an alignment. It's that covenantal alignment that he was saying. And that's what we're going to talk about today because we want to see that bridal love released in the earth. We want to see as that song that Karen did, and she didn't know all that I was going to be saying, is that all flesh is going to see the glory of God. That's what he's wanting us to partner with. That's what's been stolen from us, is we've been busied around with another calendar that's not his, and we're not aligned and partnering with him of what he purposes to do in the earth through us through aligning with that calendar that he has always moved on. He sent his son on that. He sent the Holy Spirit on that. He has moved, he moves according to that calendar. And when we connect with it, then when we connect with that calendar, then we're able to partner with what his purposes are and stay focused month after month. We realign, we keep aligned. And so that bridal love release, his glory manifests, worshiping according to the rhythms of heaven, where God made an appointment with us, not us having a meeting and asking God to come. It's us saying, yes, Lord, we're here. We're here to keep the appointment that you made with us. And we didn't know someone came and erased it off of our appointment book. And we never knew that it's our appointment with our king to partner with him in his purposes that his glory will fill the earth. Again, anchored in time, not in time and space, but anchored in eternity, anchored in that blood of the lamb that was shed from the foundation of the earth. And all the redeemed are gonna be singing redeemed by the blood of the lamb. It's a journey all the way through the Bible. I can't do it all today, but I'm gonna lay a solid foundation with alignment. And that alignment is gonna come a very costly commitment, just like Ruth. Ruth said, your God is my God. Your people are my people, but he didn't say, well, my calendar is my calendar. We've always done it this way for 2000 years. Don't mess that up. It's clingers, not kissers. Kissers go back to Moab. Kissers will live close, but they won't be the ones who bring forth the king. She was in the line of the king. She brought forth the throne and the kingdom promised to Israel and through Israel. We have to align with God's word and his calendar with his timings. It's not aligning with religious traditions, either Christianity or rabbinic Judaism. This is a kingdom calendar. It is a biblical kingdom calendar. And when we have 
Christian traditions. Thank you, they've got us this far, but hey, Holy Mother Church is dead. That thing is over. That time is over. We don't have to be bound to the restrictions that those traditions replaced as they took the moon out of calendars and made them just solar. Who can do that? Who can stand before our creator and do such a thing? But we're getting back and we're saying, we're going to align with our creator. We're going to align with our redeemer who came on that calendar, who, who came as a redeemer bride, a bridegroom redeemer and redemption story rode upon that calendar all the way through with Israel. We're going to align with Israel and her God-given part in God's purposes and plan. That's why this relief is here. Israel, we're going to partner with God's calendar here, represented by those two silver trumpets, and with Israel, represented by the menorah that's on this relief, and it's heading home to Jerusalem, the place of his throne. And, and with Israel, a carrier, carrier of God's calendar purposes by the blowing of the trumpet every time he established the cycles of God. But we basically in the earth, have no mental grid to even try to understand that. And that's why there's an unveiling that has to happen to us today and to us around the world because of this significance to God's counter. We don't understand the moon and we read the Bible and those verses, we just skip over them, you know, that this happened on the second day or we go, oh, that was January 21st, the second or first day of the 21. It's not that at all. It's a biblical thing that God established and he wrote the Holy Spirit wrote those in there for significant times for us to keep aware when he unveils it, he blows upon it and causes us to see what's already been there all along, but has been robbed and hidden under a thing until such a time as this. We have no grid because this calendar is linked to the lamb. It's linked to the moon. It's linked to Israel. And we, if we throw away the moon and cut off the moon, we cut off any connection to Israel and we don't go any further why the Christian world and worldwide concept of time and calendar is based on a removal of that moon and a rejection of any connection to Israel to whom God gave the lunar solar calendar. Cut it off. Get it out of here. We just have the sun. We just, the days go around and then the earth goes around the sun and that's good enough. That's how we run our calendar all around the world. It's happened for that 2,000 years. But now we're saying, we might be in this world, but we are not of it. We are connecting to God's calendar that has that is a calendar that we're going to connect with and partner with to see his purposes fulfilled. It will be on that calendar, folks. And that's why I'm sharing these things. Um, I want to show you what a new moon is just so that you can understand that just graphically. This is thanks to my nephew, a little sun and earth. And this little thing is the moon. When the earth goes around, that's a night and day as God created it. And there was night and there was day. Okay. That's a spinning around. Okay. This is our creator. Then he gets this moon and a moon goes around the earth. <gasps> that's a month. Oh, seven spins. That's a week. Sorry, I forgot that. Days, morning, eve, night, day, days, weeks, months. Is that moon going around? And then at the same time, the earth is spinning and the moon is going around this. They're both circling around and they're going around the sun. When it comes back and this, every month when the sun and the moon and the earth 